0: have chosen
1: wisely. Hello, this is Josh. Before we start, I'd like to invite all of you to check us out on all social media. Listen to us on Podbean, iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher Radio, and Field Thanks. Is this heaven? No, it's a podcast. Welcome to the Field of Geeks podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 74 of the Field of Geeks podcast. I'm Josh. And I'm David. So, as you can tell, we have a special guest. David's back. The rest of the guys are out crime fighting right now. So, thanks for being on the show, David.
2: Most welcome.
1: If you don't mind, uh, share anything that's uh, piquing your interest right now.
2: Marvel's caught my my attention with this new Weapon H. And it's been a while since I bought a comic. But when my daughter was born, uh, I fell behind. On everything so I just kind of let everything go but uh, with weapon H is piqued my interest now it's a Hulk it's a hybrid of of like a lot of characters it's got the body of the Hulk with his strength it's got Wolverine's claws and animatium skeleton Um, it's got Sabertooth's healing factor I don't know why (laughs) Sabertooth I'm gonna I'm gonna assume that he's got the superior healing factor Um, it's got Lady Deathstrike's uh, agility and stamina it's got somebody else's uh, tactical yeah. fighting, hand-to-hand combat skills, so uh, that's piqued my interest. That comes out in Austin Hulk in August, so I will be picking that one up. That's cool. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, I've been reading. I do, a lot, I do a lot of reading. Um, I like various kinds of books, and right now I'm on uh, a, a series of books called The Zombie Ocean, and they're, it's a series of seven books. Uh, they're all short. They're like 250 pages each. Um, they're by Michael John Grist, who's a British author. Uh, I guess he's got a couple of other fantasy series out there as well. I haven't read them yet, but I will be picking them up. Uh, I've only read the first two books. The first one was free, which you know, I uh, figured I'd just pick that up, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it's free, you know, why not? And it caught, it caught me so much. So got, I got so into it that. It's hard for me to put down. So then I bought sure. book two and finished it, and I'm working on three. Uh, what it is is the first book talks about a guy named. The first three books talk about survivors uh, from the uh, zombie apocalypse. So the first book is about a guy named uh, Ammo A M O, which he explains that he's that his parents were hippies. It means I love.
0: Oh, okay.
2: Yeah. So he uh, he was a comic book editor an artist, and out of nowhere he just had a really nasty headache and collapsed and fell into a coma for like two weeks to a month. And it's really vague about what happens. The doctors in the book, though, I mean, what happened while he was in the coma, you find out later, uh, and I think uh, later on in the book, but because he has memories and stuff, he uh, he wakes up and the doctors tell him that uh, you're basically now allergic to your work. Uh, his heart is, his heart's very weak. His mind is very weak. He gets nasty migraines when it it's stimulated, overly stimulated, which is very quickly. He needs to literally write down to tell him that if you're going to, you're going to masturbate, you need to do it with the softest core, you know, <laughs> stuff you can find. So he lives a very, he lives here in Iowa and uh, he eventually gets tired of being treated like a child. And he discovers a game called DeepCraft, which I think is like a virtual reality Minecraft, the way it's described. And he he creates uh, this world where like uh, there's a his actual business is called, uh, based off this. But basically, you go through this, this building and just take orders for shipping. Oh, wow. You've got everything you need for the game. And he maintains it. And DeepCraft helps him become better. It helps uh, push away some of his migraines helps him deal with it. It makes him stronger. So he moves back to New York. And he uh, eventually gets into uh, drawing artwork for books and starts to work on his comic again. He gets better and better. He's never fully cured. was uh, a up for all up to a point. And so he meets this girl. Uh, and a, she's a barista. And she's interested in his comic. He's drawing a zombie comic called Zombies of America. And he doesn't have the last page done. So they meet up on a date. And he's talking to a friend of his. You know, he's helping him through it. And you find out in the book that his friend went into a coma as well, like he did. Which the book three is about him. Oh, wow. His friend. You know, the date goes really well with this gal. And he gets up the next morning goes to go get them coffee. And the zombie apocalypse happened. <laughs> while they were sleeping. Oh my. And so he comes home to her. She just, she gets up and leaves. He comes home, and you find out that it, whatever it was just spread across the world quickly. And it, uh, it turned, just turned people. You didn't have to get bit, nothing. These people just, within a minute or so, turned. Oh boy. And he's immune. So it turns out, it turns out that because of his, all of his migraines and everything is gone, it's like that he was given the vaccine when he was in the coma. It's like the coma was his vaccine and now that's all happening. He's immune and he's even better than he was even his body is stronger than uh in a sense than what it was before the, the coma. But because he, now he's running everywhere and everything else. And it's a really different look at the zombies. Mm-hmm. Um they have kinda of pale faces, their eyes glow like flash kind of like flashlights. Oh that's neat. Yeah, um and it's, and he's stuck in New York and it's a really different uh, look on it. The second book, uh, and he, his whole purpose is eventually his friend tells him, you need to find survivors like us. You need to find right. other survivors. Oh wow. So his friend is, his friend is stuck in a wheelchair. His back is broken. Oh shit! He's on there to walk again. He's in his mom's basement. He says that his mom and them are banging on the door. Going to come coming down to the basement. They're all zombies, and you tell them you uh-huh. got to find survivors. you have going to find a place for them. You've got to find them. Give them hope. Right. So his whole goal is to get to his eventually get uh, leave calling cards for people mm-hmm. throughout the cities and go to and go to uh, and go to California. And he goes. He to and a lot of different things happen along the way. So the second book, and the first one's called The Last. The second one's called The Lost, and it's about a five-year-old girl who slips into a coma and she so she spent a year in bed with her dad reading her uh, Alice in Wonderland and so then the zombie apocalypse happens and it's her story it tells how she gets to, she meets up with the other survivors and then it cuts to 10 years later as she's out searching and she gets ready to leave and search for her father because wow. she thinks it's, cause he's a zombie but she thinks he's still out there oh, she's got a way him the third book, which I'm reading now, is about the paraplegic friend and his sad story on how he ends up, because he was going to be an Olympic, Olympic diver. He was testing to be an Olympic diver, and how he'd become uh, handicapped, and it'll be his story. And wow. then it'll lead up to what happened to him at the end of book two. It'll pick up and tell you what happened to him. So in the first three books are about survivors, and then the rest of the books are about what's going quote-unquote currently. And according to the books, the zombie apocalypse will happen in 2018. <laughs> oh boy! So, but it it <laughs> really is a I I love them. It's hard for me to put them down.
1: Oh, that's like, great!
2: Like yesterday, I was at work on um, my lunch break. I was reading. My buddy was getting ready to go back from lunch. He goes, "Hey, he start picking on me because of reading." I looked in and told him to shut his damn mouth and go away.
0: <laughs> like I
2: just I couldn't stop. I like yeah. It, I really, so, uh, if you guys are interested, uh, The Zombie Ocean by Michael John Grist. It is a phenomenal series so far.
1: Oh, that's great. That's great. Uh, I,
2: I got them digitally. I get them everything through my nook. So, the oh, first sweet. book is free.
1: Oh, okay. Wow. So, that's uh, great. So, yeah, I
2: mean, yeah. So, it doesn't hurt to pick it up and give it a shot.
1: No. Yeah. Hats off to their marketing department because, you know, it's like they're that good. And like after the free book, you're like, I will pay some money and get the other ones. So yeah. Wow. And they're
2: cheap. They're like two or three bucks.
1: Oh, that's not bad.
2: I, I think book three was, it was three, two dollars and 50 cents.
1: Wow. Now are the zombies described as you described them to me or there's actual pictures with the book?
2: No, it's just described. Okay. Like I, described. I mean, it's all, it's all just descri- description. Um, they get really pale their eyes start to glow. Just, it's really a different look at at them. But they, you know, so instead of your, you know, instead of you see so at night, you see them. You you would actually get to see them oh, all yeah. walking
1: around. their eyes glow like flashlights. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Wow, I, I can see that just in my head. Like, wow, that'd be intense. I mean, I'm sure they'll. If it's successful enough, they'll probably make a movie eventually. I imagine. But oh,
2: that that would be really nice.
1: Yeah. Uh, this, this series just came out. Is that right?
2: Um, I think you started the series in 2015.
1: Okay. Okay.
2: And when I was halfway through book two, I was looking to see if the rest of them were out and I did not see six or seven. But now that I'm into book three, yesterday I was looking and books six and seven are up to be purchased on the Nook. So I think the whole series is done. And, uh, and throughout all the descriptions, it talks. in the descriptions tell you what questions are going to be answered. So you pick up questions from the previous book. Sure. You get answered in the next. Oh, that's cool. And a lot of some of the questions deal with uh, ammo, and how bad things get for him, and how much hope he's got, and it's yeah. That's great. But uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, make that a movie. Jeez, I could see that, that. would be nice. Actually. I mean, gosh, it's like—is that? Is that as many as uh, Harry Potter has in books seven books
2: yeah yeah these are much shorter it it reminds me of uh, the Green Mile
1: oh okay oh all right
2: how how the green miles were short yeah and in the end and you know all the books were really short and then after they were all out because you released them little by little once they were all out they became one big book
1: is this the movie I'm thinking of with Tom Hanks the Green Mile
2: yeah yeah okay so the novel, when Stephen King released them, Renese released the just like a couple of chapters at a time.
1: Wow. Oh, Okay. Yeah. So it's and, like a culmination of all these stories into one movie. Yeah. Wow. Eventually,
2: as you get through, eventually, once all the books were out, it was one he released one giant novel. Okay. But wow. and I, don't know, I don't know if he was building people up as he built people up, and say I don't know how, why he did it that way. Hmm. But I remember people talking, just going crazy, but like I can't wait for the next book.
1: <laughs> That's cool. And
2: I didn't read them until I think almost all the last one was out. That's when I picked them up.
1: Speaking of Stephen King, would you like to start talking about the It trailer that just dropped? Yeah. Excellent. So what were your thoughts?
2: Um, It was creepy.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um,
2: and at, at one point, the little boy that plays, I guess it's Georgie, mm-hmm. screaming, screaming, you'll float too, just gave me chills.
1: Oh yeah. Whew.
2: Um, I know that you know the the Tim Curry version was kind of pedophile creepy, mm-hmm. but this just looks downright terrifying. I've been told that Tim Curry is two thumbs up with this.
1: Oh wow,
2: he loves it, and it's supposed to be a cameo of his version of it. Oh cool. So I don't, I don't know if it's a picture. I don't know if it's going to be. The clown itself, like CGI or something, is walking in the background or at a birthday party or what? I don't know.
1: Oh, that'd be it's cool. To
2: be, yeah, but it, the Tim Curry's version is supposed to it's supposed to make a cameo appearance.
1: Oh, that's neat. Wow. Now were you already hooked on this movie from the teasers and the previous trailers? Maybe even some of the concept art they showed, like I know I think they revealed a picture of it for the first time. Before all this footage came, uh, were you already set to see this and excited about it?
2: No, actually, I, I was. my wife wants nothing to do with it. And I was just going to be like, all right, well, it's another remake. Remakes are really iffy right. I it with me. I've been disappointed in the past. I wasn't going to have nothing to do with it. Right. And this, for the first trailer dropped, and I was like, all right, you know, people kept talking about it and talking about it. And I think you guys mentioned it on your show. And I was like, all right, I'll give this a try. <laughs> And because I think it popped up on Hulu, I was like, "All right," and I sat and watched it, and went, "Oh my god!" (laughs) Like, yeah, yeah. There's a scene where Pennywise tears through the water, like comes flying at the kids through the water at such a high speed. It just that was it. I was like, "Oh man, this is this is not going to be campy. This is not going to (laughs) be yeah any any kind of comedy or make you giggle. This is going to be terrifying." Yes. And I was like, "That's it. I'm sold."
1: You are talking about the shot where his head? Rises out of water slowly. His eyes are bright um, yeah. yellow. Yeah. And, and that's. Then, yeah.
2: And ooh. all of a sudden he flips out of his teeth and just flies at the, at the, <laughs> the Georgie's brother. I don't remember his name. Flies at the kid through the water. And just dawned on me that this is going to be, this is going to be terrifying.
1: It seems like it has to deliver. I mean, when, uh, when um, it pops out, you know, in the, in the sewer as Georgie's um, sailboat, you know, made of uh, paper special effects have really come a long way and they're able to you know really heighten his eyes and everything and yeah it's um it's totally creepy like Tim Curry's clown to me was one he could probably get a pass at a kid's birthday party but um this Scar's guards version uh no no way in hell people would be like yeah. kill him <laughs> get him yeah, out of no. here i mean that's just he, he, he
2: something out of a haunted house yeah yeah, no. Yeah, Tim Curry's version—he could pass it pass for a birthday clown. This absolutely not. No,
1: no, no.
2: This is this is the stuff of nightmares.
1: Yeah, and they're able to with uh, again with special effects. You know, make in a budget too. Let's say because the first uh, movie was a television movie, and you know, for its time, it was it was really unique. And you know, a lot of people are huge fans of that movie. But this new one is just—it's it's not only just a horror movie, but man, it's, it's shot beautifully to me and it yeah. looks expensive, like all the art they've done with the balloons and stuff. And it's just, um, it's, it's creepy. <laughs> it's really creepy, but I admire it, uh, for it looking as beautiful as it does. Um, but yeah, the clown, the big head and the, the outfit is supposed to, um, show all the eras he's been around you know it's like got yeah. interpretations from like Victorian era since you read the book and everything could you tell everyone what the with the premises the basic premises
2: um yeah so in the book it uh, starts off as kids just start kind of disappearing it's been a long time since I've read the book
0: sure the kids
2: start disappearing and it's it, these are all a group of kids that get that come together because they're bullied which I've seen in the, in the in the video, the new trailer that the bully, the kid that flips the switchblade, mm-hmm. he's he looks like the part he should be. He looks like one of those trailer like 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 a kind of kind of he looks like trash.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Kind of, you know, he's just kind of this bumpkin kid. Sure, he probably gets beat up at home. Right. And uh, but you know the kids. You know, Georgie, his little brother disappears. They all have visions of this clown in various ways. None of them are pleasant. Uh, and they think they beat him. And like 30 years go by. There's a really weird pact about with all the kids mm-hmm. in the book, which I don't think they're going to show in this movie. But all after they beat him for the first time, they make a pact. And each one of the boys... Has his turn and sleeps with the girl. Oh wow! (laughs) And and I don't remember the premise on why they did it. Holy crap! But it was, but yeah. But so, so the thirty years go by, and one of them never left the town, and he starts. You know, things are starting to happen again. They need to deal with this, and so they all come. You know, most of them come back. And they're like, "You need to nip this in the bud now, because I'm not coming back when I'm 70 years old." Mm-hmm. And so, once again, they, the battle per, uh, persists. But they've all lived they all lived their lives. You know, they've all they've all forgotten,
1: mm-hmm.
2: except for the one guy who still lives there, of course. Because they moved away, they completely and utterly forgot about Pennywise, which would make sense. You move, you become an adult, and you move away. Mm-hmm. You're done.
1: Right. It's almost There's like no, a dream. Yeah. So
2: yeah. You forget about him, so now you can't stand up to him, and he can continue doing what he does.
1: Right. So it's kind of like, well, I don't know if it's like Freddy. Like, he basically gets his powers from fear. and if uh... Yeah,
2: and remembering.
1: Right, right.
2: It's, it's kind of the opposite. Pennywise wants you to forget so that, you know, I remember when this happened to me. So, so what, basically what happens doesn't happen. Right. People grow up and move away. Everybody, you know, has bad, just has, as they get older, has bad memories of it. just hates this town. They don't <laughs> remember why. They just hate this town. So now we're all going to move away.
1: It's a town in so Maine, they move correct? Away.
2: This town's only line of defense, the people who lived through it before,
1: mm-hmm.
2: don't remember and won't, and won't come back to stop it. So that the next generation comes along, he can resume.
1: But yeah. this this town is in Maine, correct? Like Stephen King's... Yeah. isn't Stephen King's all his books based out of Maine because that's where he's from, um, right? Or yeah, most think, of them anyway. Of them,
2: yeah, majority of them are out of Maine. Well, I and mean, every author is that way. But uh, like Stephen King is Maine or mm-hmm. somewhere nearby. Um, Dean Koontz does a lot of Arizona, Colorado, and California.
1: Oh, okay, sure, sure.
2: Um, and periodically, and every once in a while, they they veer out right. of their out of out of their out of their little area, but yeah sure. for the most part
1: wow uh what's with the townspeople with all the creepy looks and or is it kind of sure. um it possesses all of them in certain ways or
2: i'm i'm uh i'm not sure i don't remember if it goes that. it goes into that in the books but i think in my theory is that in a sense that he has because he's after the children the parents that stay behind you just kind of in a sense kinda of like a maybe hypnotic power on them.
1: Oh, okay. That makes sense. Or
2: yeah. or those who have stayed behind and lived, you know, and who stayed behind and survived everything, and instead of completely forgetting his presence changes them.
1: Oh sure. Into like so the worst.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: so For if the they worst. are
2: willing to allow it to happen.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah, I was wondering, I don't know if the original movie was like that with the townspeople, but you know, I know there's like a pharmacist in the trailer. He's got like a creepy smile to them and that car that passes by and there's a balloon inside that floats up. So it's like, obviously it doesn't drive. So something's going on with the town. It seems like there's like, like an it it filter over the whole town, something like that.
2: Yeah. And his presence is is just felt by everybody and it react differently to everyone. The kids know that it's wrong mm -hmm. because they're innocent. Right, it's it's almost like the kids are innocent. They know it's wrong. Adults have grown up. They have done the bad things in their life. They are no longer innocent. I guess if you want to look at it from a religious point of view, they mm-hmm. they are saturated with sin.
0: Mm-hmm. They're oh, saturated
2: sure. with they're saturated with Pennywise's uh, presence. So they are not since they're not innocent. They react differently.
1: That makes sense. Yeah. Well, you know, even if they're not all the questions are answered, it's still to have it's still cool to have the mystery of it all. Um, oh yeah! And this is set in the '80s, I believe. It's got um, a, I, th-
2: I think so, '70s or '80s.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's got like a real Stranger Things, Goonies um, type of vibe to it, to me. Uh, with the kids, I mean, and with their adventures, like you almost you almost want that adventure movie, but you know that. <laughs> the subtext is uh, it's coming and, you know, it's not going to be, you know, one of those, this is fun movie for kids. And, you know, it's, uh, it's going to flip on a dime pretty much. Yeah. And, and I wonder, I think I could be wrong, but I think the plans are for the future movies, if there are any, is to eventually get them to be the grownups, you know, from the part two of the, television movie which is in the book right them as adults oh, yeah. you talked about yeah because it's a big book yeah, they, right it's a huge book yeah. It's, yeah. it's
2: a brick I, I don't remember how many pages there's at least 1200 pages in the book it's a brick Jeez, you can, wow. if, you, if you hit somebody with it you would hurt them <laughs> really that's crazy and, um, I was a security guard in a building that had been uh, shut down
1: mm-hmm.
2: and so all I got to do was read I mean, you see either that or sit and watch monitors that nothing happens on. So I would read for a good seven and a half, eight hours a day. Wow. And, or, you know, if I worked a double, I'd just, just read to both shifts. And it took me about a week, maybe a week and a half to finish this book. Wow. Like it's a big book.
1: Wow. It's well, you definitely get your money's worth.
2: <laughs> yes. Yes, you do.
1: Wow. Yeah. Um, that's uh yeah, hopefully, I don't. I wonder if they'll even end the first movie with, um, you know, like them destroying it, or maybe it'll set up more movies. Who knows? But
2: um, at the very least, they have to beat him as kids. Yeah, and you could dabble, and if you really wanted to do a two part movie, you you do it as as you know the fight with the kids, and then as. Afterwards, and the kids walk off. It'll cut to 30 years later, and maybe a few things happen. And one of them making a phone call, saying he's returned, he's back. Oh boy! And then it ended. So, wow. No, okay. So the next movie is going to open up as, uh, uh, you know, the next movie will open, probably open up with a little bit of the kids winning and stuff, and the guy making the phone call. Yeah. So.
1: Oh man, I just I mean, picture the um, Ghostbusters two beginning where it just flashes, you know, like, five years later. So, in like, this movie be, like, 30 years later. Then you see a kid at a payphone or something starting to call, or you see a, a adult or something. I'm just picturing yeah. it. It would be really a jarring um, beginning. But, yeah, I don't know. They could uh, – if, if they keep the same people involved, you know, the creative team, I think they, they really have something. I'm hoping – to me, it's like, this just feels like a shoe in This is going to be – whatever everyone wants it to be is it october it's coming out
2: yeah okay um i'm actually i'm waiting for the tickets Tickets to come on sale yeah um one of the guys i work with really really wants to see it
1: oh man yeah so
2: we're going we're going to uh i'm gonna buy the tickets ahead of time Sweet. make sure and then we're gonna go see it
1: it's gonna be an intense movie i think <laughs> i don't know if we you know this could be the scariest movie you know, I, don't, I can't remember the last one which really got a lot of people. Maybe The Conjuring. I don't know if you would say that or not, but... Which ones? The Conjuring. Was that probably the last oh, love, big one that came out? Um, That was very yeah. scary to people.
2: Uh, the, the Conjuring was the, was the last big creepy movie that I went to go see. Uh, I have not... Uh, there was another one that came out that I didn't get a chance to see. I can't remember what it's called.
1: Yeah, there's... Oh, top of my head. It's been a few. It was...
2: It was it was a remake as well, and I don't remember what it was.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um, but this one definitely seems... Um, hopefully it'll please a lot of horror fans, you know, like you and Billy, I know, um, are excited for this. So, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's terrifying. I don't know. I want to see it, but, man, I'm going to... Oh, man, I'm going to be such a, like, a little kid if I go see yeah.
2: it. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's, and that's how you know that... It's a good one because it's got adults, you know, getting mm-hmm. anxious and
1: yeah, right, right. So, right, yeah, that's uh, yeah, it looks good. Like it's beautifully shot. So just uh even if you're like not a horror fan, like it's just a yeah, it just looks like they put a lot of money in it. So I, I hope it's successful and hopefully this is the last trailer. I don't really think we need more at this point. You're no. giving a lot away. Of course, the book will definitely do that, but a lot of people probably won't read the book. So, yeah, I can see this being a big hit and uh, terrifying as hell. So, <laughs> Yeah. To move on to, like, less scarier things, maybe. Depends on if you don't like um, the DCEU or not. But uh, Gotham City Sirens, this was um, a project that was announced, um, I think, after Suicide Squad came out. That got, of course, mixed reception but it made a lot of money. Yeah. So, uh, the director of that movie is David Ayer, I believe that's his name. He was promoting his newest movie at uh, San Diego Comic-Con last weekend, which is called uh, Bright. It's a Netflix movie. I don't know if you've seen the preview, but it's uh it's like an alien nation type of movie. Will Smith is a
2: um I have seen I've seen it. Uh, I've seen a little bit about, or not a whole lot about it. It's almost uh, uh, they're orcs. Yeah. I guess. And Will Smith is a police officer or something. He has to team up with one, and he's a pre- he's prejudiced against them. Yeah. That's all I know. Um, I will watch it. I'm I'm just, I, I'm going to. I'll start watching that one because that will. I said, It's kind of right up my alley, kind of.
1: Yeah. You know, I, I think it's a really interesting idea. I mean, it's, it's like I said, it's like Alien Nation, but it's uh, more of a, a fairy tale like character. I mean, you got like, um, um, oh gosh, like fairies or something. There's like one that gets on his bug zapper and he's like beating it to death in front of like his yeah. neighbors. And it just, it's very unique. But, um, yeah, it actually looks really good. I think it could be something something big. And it's a Netflix movie, so it's, um, you know... Uh, that's, yeah, that's so, a, they,
2: so they can afford to throw some money at it.
1: Yeah, of course, of course. And, it, you know, it'd be it's unique because it's not going to be out on the big screen or anything. But, yeah, David Ayer was saying at the con, with Netflix, he was allowed to do some real shit. That's what he says. And no standard uh, PG-13 rating. And many felt this was a jab at Warner Brothers... Apparently, he didn't have the best experience making Suicide Squad, you know, as well as most of the audience probably watching it.
2: It's a movie about villains. They were they were a little mild. I don't know. In a whole, I enjoyed the movie. I felt that they did not go deep enough into the Croc's past because he's got a very sad past. Mm-hmm. Um, he's one of those characters that if he'd have been raised better, he'd have been a hero. Sure. But because he was treated so poorly he became the monster that he is but there's just a line is all they talked about it was, it was all, his past was described in, in like two two lines but and there's too much Harley Quinn and too much Joker and they mm-hmm. rom- made that romantic thing when really in on all reality it's not mm-hmm. those are my biggest problems with the movie however yeah I mean they were a little soft with it I can see that I, I, I get the jab it, it, I probably wouldn't have made that jab If he's going
1: to make anything
2: else. Yeah. But I get it. I understand why. It wasn't
1: like an official jab, but a lot of people were like, oh, it's, you know, speculation. Like, okay, well, his last project was with Warner Brothers. A lot of reshoots were involved. You know, he had to change things up. Uh, The same company that cuts trailers for Warner Brothers, I don't know if they still do or not. uh, They apparently cut the final film. So that's why the film's so jarring. I think is because it's like a trailer, you know, um, but you know, it was to me, it was um, it was an entertaining mess, <laughs> you know. It wasn't like a total like this movie's just terrible. It was messy, but I still was entertained by it. Obviously, it's got its problems, but he recently um, tweeted an image because a lot of people were like, "Oh, well, if he's talking this way about Warner Brothers." perhaps the Gotham city sirens is no longer happening, you know, or, or at least he's not doing it, but he tweeted an image after all this. And it's a rendering of Harley Quinn peeking through a cracked door, uh, a la Jack Nicholson in the shining. So it's a, like, you know, it's, um, it's drawn out. It's not like a still or anything of, uh, Margot Robbie or anything, but it was, it's pretty interesting. And it's basically him, you know, hopefully what people are getting from it is he's still attached and it's, it's going to happen. Not sure I when. So. Yeah. I mean, there's no script currently. There's no start date, not really, um, anyone's been cast. Uh, Margot Robbie of course is returning as Harley Quinn. We know that. Um, but yeah, it's, um, this, this movie would be about Harley Quinn, poison Ivy and Catwoman. So it, it is a big deal. And I, I think, um, we really need to see this movie. I think it would be really neat to have, especially three female leads, big characters yeah. like that, and to do them right. I mean, Catwoman, I think, has been done right for the most part. Uh, Poison Ivy definitely, to me, was not done right. You know, Batman Batman and Robin, they didn't.
2: That, that movie was <laughs>
1: nothing was done right with that movie. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, um, hopefully this will still be happening. Suicide Squad 2 is is happening as well. I I don't think he's attached to that project. But, of course, like always, more to come. Uh, His newest movie, Bright, though, will premiere December 22nd on Netflix. So I will definitely check that out. It looks looks really good. I mean, he's done some great movies. Uh, He's done End of Watch. And um, I think he did Sabotage with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, and there's another movie he's done. I mean, he's got he's got a good um, resume. Uh, Suicide Squad. You know, if you just judge him on that, you know, you'd probably be like, "Oh, we don't need him." You know, he's. Um, but I think he's he's a unique director, and yeah, unfortunately, these big studios don't like to trust the director and just give them give them all the stuff they need and time and all that. But yeah, I don't know. It's um, it's a repeating pattern. There's a new Terminator trilogy being talked about. Since T2 came out years ago, of course, and it was fantastic. We've had three follow-ups. We've had Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines, Terminator Salvation, and Terminator Genesis. These follow-ups underperformed. And you know, the franchise Seemed Dead. Like I, I saw all these movies. I actually like Salvation 3 is really hard to watch for me. It's like a watered-down version of two. It's yeah. just awful. I just I I tried watching it a couple years back and I swear, I was like, you know, I could just get rid of this movie and be happy. Like, I just couldn't get through it. I was like, this is terrible. It's got some stuff in it that are is kind of unique, but I, I dug Salvation. Genesis was wasn't bad. Kind of was a a mess. Uh, they gave away big plot points in the trailer, but I think Genesis almost got close to the T2 entertainment factor, you could say. But yeah, they're apparently going to. Reinvent the franchise uh, James Cameron is currently working with the uh, David Elson who owns the rights right now uh, Cameron will require the rights back in a year and a half But yeah in the meantime, they're discussing the new trilogy arc and they're going to reinvent it. So I don't know. I'm sure that means Arnold's gonna come back or whatever. I I don't know I, I almost think you know if they if they focus all their efforts on this trilogy I'm for it as long as that's it. Because I, I unless something, unless we need to see more after the trilogy, but I think the Terminator's been done to death. But if they can give us a trilogy that's kind of a, a complete story, you know, and it has like a lot of unique ideas in it, I guess. How do you feel about it? Have uh...
2: well, I really like the first two,
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, the first two Terminator movies. I enjoyed the third one when I watched it. If it's on TV now, I just channel surf. I never got to, I never watched Salvation. I mean they, they they gave away to me plot points in the previews. Oh hey look, it's a Terminator human hybrid. Yeah. Um yeah, hey, maybe you shouldn't have put that there. Maybe you should have left that for the people who Oh hey look in the movie. you know, like, Oh people.
1: wow, mind blown. <laughs> yeah.
2: Okay, now I know that what's what they're fighting, I'll just move on.
1: Yeah, I'm um, gonna we'll
2: go. <laughs> and I liked Genesis or the last one. Mm-hmm. But in my opinion they they pulled the, a Star Trek where Taking all the movies and we're wiping them away. Yeah, and now we're going to start a whole new universe. Which you wrapped it up well enough.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You, they could just let it go. Um, I don't think they, if they're going to redo the trilogy, let's not do John Connor. Yeah, let's find a different person to play the Terminator.
1: So you don't want you don't want uh, like a retelling? You want a whole new set of characters as I mean, well?
2: The, yeah, why not? Yeah, I mean, let's. You, know, I mean, I us I get, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger is the Terminator, I get it. However, the man's in like his sixties or seventies; <laughs> yeah. he's up there, right? And you're going you to have to use a lot of CGI to make him young. Mm-hmm. Um, let's try somebody else, and maybe try maybe that the, you know, the one, Arnold Schwarzenegger, terminated whatever wasn't the only one that got sent back. Maybe they sent the, sent a couple after his generals. I, I'm on either side of the fence. You could just let it go. Mm-hmm. You could let the whole, you just end the series right then and there and be done. Um, I, or, I guess, if they wanted to re- reboot and do another another trilogy, let's try something different.
1: Right, and that's I think that's been the problem with the sequels is, like after Terminator 2, oh, there's two Terminators. That's cool. And Terminator 3, uh, I mean, we didn't have three Terminators in that, but we had another Terminator. So it's like Skynet was just taking them off the assembly line, all these prototypes and like, let's just chuck them into the past and, you know, maybe not realizing like, well, all these machines could cause all these ripple effects in time. So you might not even exist if they are successful or whatnot. But the Genesis raised so many questions to me, you know? um,
2: Well, the problem is there's there's the the time travel. uh, uh, You're, you're causing an anomaly. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm sending a, chief, a, a Terminator back to kill John Connor. If you kill John Connor, there's no reason for you to send one back.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Therefore, John Connor has to live to give you that reason.
1: True, yeah. Yeah.
2: So, yeah. Yeah. It, <laughs> it, it, yeah. I can't go back in time and slap you for something, because if I slap you for something you won't give me the reason to go back in time and do it again. <laughs> Therefore, there's no reason to send me.
1: Or like send it's, yeah, send back to yeah. Terminator to the um, beginning of the war and tell him the strategy of the other side, and then you could just take them out that way. I mean, there's so many things you could do. Uh, kill Connor as a baby, kill his grandfather, whatever. Uh, you know, because Genesis had that weird thing about it was unique kind of, but still didn't understand why they sent a Terminator back into the 70s for Sarah Connor, young Sarah Connor. Like, I don't know. They never really explained, I don't think, what that was about, except to have her um, her have a father figure in the Terminator, kind of like John Connor was with uh, Arnold, you know, in T2. That Just so many questions that arose out of that, and I definitely didn't like John Connor becoming a Terminator or whatever the hell it was, you know, at the end.
2: Oh, the... Nanobyte hybrid thing, yeah, which was given
1: away in the trailer. Which is like, why would you do that?
2: Once again, yeah, once again, you're giving it away.
1: Yeah, we know what's coming. Like, oh, he's gonna send uh Kyle Reese back, and he'll be back soon as the Terminator himself. Um, you know, I don't know if you know this, but um, the original ending of Salvation it's not really giving it away because you don't know what the ending is now, but the original ending was going to be John Connor dies. They take the skin off the hybrid and put John's skin on him. So he's like a memorial type of thing for John Connor. So it's not really John Connor in the end. It's this new Terminator with his skin. A lot of people hated that, like test screenings. And so they changed it, but that they kind of, they kind of redid that in the, yeah, I know. They kind of redid that in the Genesis to me, you know, they took that same idea and, it was John Connor, but it was like an evil John Connor. It was like, this guy was never supposed to be evil. Like, he was, he stopped the war. So it's like, why turn him into the thing they're going after? It's just, I don't know. It was, um, they're basically just throwing all well, these toy box items at you, you know?
2: Yeah. Well, the first, the first preview mm-hmm. was fine. The first two, maybe, I think it was. But like, it shows, you know, it basically the original Terminator got sent back in time and was reprogrammed, so he's waiting for the new Terminator and so on and so forth and something's coming they're trying to prepare for it. Alright, I get it, that's fine. Mm-hmm. So then they do and then you know, and then either something's coming so they're preparing for it. Alright, you know, hey new Terminator movies, that's great. Second <laughs> preview shows John there.
0: Mm-hmm. John
2: came back too. Oh well now wait, that's that's odd. <laughs> Why would John Connor come back? But all right, you know Something's bad. No that's not going to bring something big and bad coming. John Connor going to come help take care of himself. Great. In <laughs> the third preview, it shows him change the ripple across his face. And you're like, what in the hell is this? Right. And bam, now I know that he's some kind of nanobite hi- hybrid.
1: Right. Yeah. I, I don't know what the hell they were thinking when they showed that. It's like, are you just trying to give away the movie and then people won't see it, which is what happened kind of. <laughs> Um, it made a lot of money overseas and, you know, it did look like maybe they do a follow up, who knows, but yeah, as of right now, looks like they're going to reinvent it. And T2 is actually going to be re-released soon in 3D, August 25th. Hmm. So that might be kind of interesting. That's, um, that's the pinnacle That T2 is just, um, I think it holds up pretty well. Still, the special effects, even, you know, for that movie were just incredible. They still look great it's hard to top something like that to me. And the only person who could really have done it would have been Cameron, either in writing or directing, but you know, he left the franchise after that. So we'll see, maybe hopefully the, um, they'll get it right again. (laughs) And then maybe they can just finish it and then we're done, you know, cause I'm pretty much done with the franchise. I, you know, I'm ready just to just to enjoy what it was, I guess, you know? Yeah. I don't know what else you could do. I'm I really am tired of seeing Arnold come back when there's, like, so many better, like, The Rock would be an impressive Terminator to me, you know? Just, um, and he doesn't have to be yeah. a T-800. He could be something else. But, uh, you know, again, what the hell kind of movie would that be, you know? <laughs> like, who else are you yeah, going to send like, back and kill? But- you could...
2: There's a lot of younger action stars you can use.
1: Oh, of course, yeah. The Rock might be too expensive anyway.
2: So. <laughs> oh, and who knows? But yeah, there's, there are other younger action stars that you could use, mm-hmm. or some very hungry stars out there who could would like to make a name for themselves. Yeah. If you're gonna redo it, and you know, pull one of them in.
1: Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. I I I still want to see. And I guess in Salvation they kind of showed some of this, but the very first Terminator they had a. Uh, Kyle Reese talking to Sarah Connor about the future and what what kind of machines came before this T 800. And he was saying like, you know, you could, you could tell they had plastic skin and the dogs could tell who they were or something like that. I think it'd be unique to see, uh, you know, uh, the machines before Arnold. And then you could take actors, you know, like big actors and throw them in those machine roles. Like, you know, any big muscle bound guy or, Maybe not even a muscle bound guy, because they're before Arnold, so they could be other interpretations. I think you even said yeah. it yourself. Maybe this was about something else, but you were like, you know, if you're gonna send a Terminator back, you send it to one who looks like Kevin Smith, and you don't send, don't suspect anything. Send
2: somebody that nobody's gonna look at. Yeah, some little nerdy guy. <laughs> if he gets pushed around, he gets pushed around. Nobody cares. He has to just get in the vicinity of Sarah. Like, just having to be walking down the street while she's in the kitchen of her home cooking. Yeah. And then detonate a nuclear device. <laughs> yeah. And boom, she's dead. Movie over. <laughs> yeah. And, well, look, John never comes along. Somebody else will probably take his place, but right. he's probably not as good. And eventually the Terminator will win. Too much attention with a rig- really big, good-looking, muscly guy.
1: Yeah. Right. Right.
2: If he's going to look like that, he needs to seduce her, not chase her and kill her.
1: Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, you know, the original casting was going to be O.J. Simpson for The Terminator. Do you do you remember oh, that? Lord. And it, the funny thing is, at the time, they couldn't see him as a killer.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Things
1: have changed. A
0: little
1: bit. <laughs> uh, it would have been interesting, but... Um... You know, talking about all these special effects and stuff. Um, You know, recently we had Rogue One come out, and they brought back uh, Peter Cushing, I believe is his name, the old dude from the uh, New Hope, you know, who was kind of... um, Um, He was the balding older guy. He was in a bunch of um, horror movies that you're probably familiar with.
2: He
1: was in some of those, yeah. Um,
2: I know know who you're talking about. I can't remember his name. He played... uh character starts with an M like mock or moth or something
1: like that. Okay. Yeah. I think he's played uh, Franken, Dr. Frankenstein and some other parts, but yeah, he, yeah. Um, he was in a lot of those hammer horror movies, I think. And like, he's one of the icons as, as well as um, Vincent van price or Vincent price. I'm sorry, van price, whatever. Um, <laughs> Vincent price, Christopher Lee, maybe was one of them too. Yeah. Anyway, they brought him back cause he's been dead like 30 years and you know, it, I don't know if you've seen Rogue One. It doesn't look... Maybe if you don't know he's deceased, you won't catch any imperfections, but it's not too bad looking. Uh, recently, there's talk about, you know, what if they did another Ghostbuster movie? You know, if they did a one that people liked and appreciated, if they could bring back Egon. Because, you know, uh, the late, great Harold Ramis, which played Egon, he's been, you know, he passed away years ago, and so... A lot of people are like, I wonder if they could do that, that same treatment to him.
2: I think what they should do, that would be an interesting concept. I think they need to bring back the original Ghostbusters.
0: Yeah, for sure.
2: And, and they need to build up the past on the torch. hmm And Egon is just in the background the whole time. And you find out at some point in the movie that, that it's not Egon, it's Egon's spirit that he passed away at some point. Mm-hmm. And his ghost has been helping out in the in the building and they just they don't have the heart to send him away
1: oh that's really good yeah because you could get away with any uh, cg imperfections because it would be like a yeah. ghost so i'd be really um that'd just, be good and
2: just, just do it the best you can with him mm-hmm. and people and he's always off in those often out of out of people's you know direct line of sight and stuff you can see him in the, you know down the hall or something
0: mm-hmm Right
2: at some point in the movie, somebody sees him walk across the hall and into a wall, and they're like, "Wait, is there a secret?" You know, so you start mm-hmm. making thinking that there's secret doors and so on like that. And at the end, they're like, "No, um, Egon passed away in his sleep, you know, mm-hmm. five six years ago." And uh, after his funeral, about a month after his funeral, he appeared, he went back to work, and we didn't have the heart to to you know capture him to send him away. or he's part of the team. He's part mm-hmm. of my family. So we decided to keep him. We just let him do his thing.
1: Or they could... This is really far out there, but, you know, to understand the uh, paranormal world, they actually killed him. Like, they, they're they preserving his body for his return, but they, they separated his entity from his body, and he's, like, studying that world. That could be That'd something. Be, yeah. I don't know. Um, but... Yeah,
2: but they're um, all they're all just getting too. You know, they're all just getting too old to do it. They're getting they they pass the torch, and even during the you know maybe that's the original reason, and something happens with the you know the new bad guys, mm-hmm. and they shut down the system that's preserving the body, and he can't come back now.
1: Yeah, that oh that could be so, something too. Yeah, yeah.
2: And so and so, and they just decided to just pass on, you know, they're passing on the torch in the process to the next Ghostbusters.
1: Right, which I think everyone was fine with. They didn't care about this female team. I think that got more attention of, you know, people being sexist if they didn't like the, the last one or whatnot, but it wasn't a passing-the-torch movie. It, I think it could have been something really special, like, you know, the new team discovers the old technology and they revamp it. They get some, you know... Um, mentoring from the previous people and that would have been a better movie but it looks like they might be trying to fix a lot of the wrongs uh the director um Ivan Reitman who did the first two I think he's uh producing the new ones currently so he has some say in um what the direction is but uh, they, they did ask him about the CGI uh, Egon and he said it's possible it's something worth thinking of so you know, we may see yeah. this happen. Uh, they did ask Ramus's daughter, uh, Violet, if she, you know, what she thought about it, and she was basically saying, uh, you know, she thinks it's bizarre. She's not sure if people would accept it. She did say the technology is amazing currently, and if it, you know, turns out to be good, you know, story wise as well, then of course do it. But if not, she she just said, you know, no, don't do it. You know, um, and she later on tweeted um, saying you know, her dad's main contribution to Ghostbusters was shaping the story and characters and that can't be CG'd, you know, um, you know, hints and make it good, make it count pretty much. So I, I think that's, you know, I think people would accept the CG Egon if, um, yeah, the story was good and, you know, yeah, maybe it's some, right. Right. Yeah, exactly. there's some clever ways you could do that too. You could, Analyze a ton of footage of of older Harold Ramis, you know, before he passed. You know, you got like a decade, you almost have two decades of footage you could you could harness and you know do certain angles, and, you know, bring him back to life. If you weren't going to do a ghost concept, I think there's some unique things they could really do. But the hardest thing would be is to convince Bill Murray to come back. He he basically stalled Ghostbusters 3 for so long and I you know it just amazes me that he was fine with this new Ghostbusters movie because he, he served as a cameo in it and um it was just stupid you know I thought hopefully he would be down for it but we'll have to see that even if he isn't I could still I would accept Ernie Hudson and Dan Aykroyd as uh you know older ghostbusters talking to the new team or whatever I think that'd be just as fine dan Aykroyd really has he's got the knowledge of the you know paranormal and all that he's so intelligent it seems even real life him talking about yeah. things like this it's like you really needed that i think and it's missing now and yeah, hopefully they'll repair it but yeah um i'm down for it you know the cge gone as long as it, they make it work the peter Cushing in rogue one they showed like um, they showed him from behind, you know, and you're like, "Oh, that's him, that's him," and you saw a little reflection because he's uh, standing in front of a, you know, a window, and I was like, "Okay, this is great." And then he turns around, and that's when I was like, "Oh, why'd you do that? You shouldn't have done that," <laughs> you know. So I think they just need to be very careful of um, of how they how they do these uh, close ups or whatnot, and maybe just, you know, have. Um, you know, when he talks to somebody, maybe just see him from behind, you know, do some clever camera tricks. You know, the audience yeah. knows Ramus's past. It's not like you're trying to fool them and thinking he's back, you know, from the dead or anything. So I don't know. That's my only quips about these CG renderings. I think they just need to do some trickery with the camera to really make it work and not um, show too much. Cause then that's when you're able to point out like, okay, that's fake. That looks bad. You know, they could have done something better. But, yeah. So, more to come on that. Superman's mustache. I don't know if you've heard about this recently. (laughs) This is really unique. Um, Last week at Comic-Con, I think... It might have been before that. They announced they were going to be doing some reshoots for Justice League. And they were going to be extensive reshoots. You know, because Zack Snyder, he had a horrible family tragedy happen while he was making Justice League. And I don't think he was... just He just wasn't able to focus after that. So... They're going to have to do some extensive res- reshoots. And, um, of course, they're going to be directed by Joss Whedon, who, you know, did Avengers. And, you know, Buffy, the Vampire Slayer, all that. Um, these reshoots are going to cost $25 million, which is pretty high. But aside from the scheduling conflicts with these actors, you know, there's a new interesting problem that came about. And I'm sure this has happened in the past. But now we have CG, so thankfully we can make things work. But currently... Henry Cavill is filming Mission Impossible 6, and his character is sporting a pretty thick, nice mustache. And Paramount, who's mm-hmm. producing Mission Impossible 6, they will not let him shave it. So he's basically going to jump back and forth, both of these films, and uh, they're going to have to use CGI to take out Cavill's mustache in post-production. No. So that means <laughs> he will film... Uh, in his Superman suit with a mustache, so I think that's really cool to get um, some photos of that eventually. That would be really neat. It's like a.
2: I. <laughs> I think they need what they need to do. I mean, this is that's hilarious, mm. but I think what they need to do is go death to Superman with it because he fought the do- oh yeah unquote, he, he fought the potato of Doomsday mm. creature, um, and quote unquote died. In the story, he he got some robots in his fortress of solitude mm-hmm. that activated when he went down and took his body back to his fortress and put him in a special suit mm-hmm. in a special chamber and concentrated the sun's radiation into him, and it's to, to help heal him. Well, when he finally comes back, he comes back because there's a clone of him wreaking, wreaking havoc. And he comes mm-hmm. back at like seventy percent capacity. So he's gotta he's gotta have a few tricks up his sleeve. However, when he comes back he's got a beard.
1: Oh and long okay. hair. Yeah.
2: Because the robots aren't gonna cut his hair.
1: Right.
2: And they're not gonna shave his face or leave him in a chamber and kill him mm-hmm. you know, heal and whatnot. So I think that that's what they should have done. They should have just let put it like a give him some long hair and put a beard on him, a scraggly beard. Mm-hmm. And he, when he returns, that's Superman. He's have to shave himself, well, however he does it. But yeah. That's how they do, instead of cgi the mustache out, add fa- add facial hair. Yeah. Because he's still a guy. You know, people on this planet still have facial hair.
1: Yeah, that's true. So. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, interesting, because these reshoots might... Uh, be like him back in action. Like I, I could see them when he first comes back. You know, he's got like a mullet or something. You know, he's he's rocking some facial hair. But I think their problem is like these are like scenes that are towards the end of the movie when he's all clean cut and all that. Because um, there's there's prom, uh, promo art out there of him in a suit and everything, and it's you know it's it's the same suit he had last time. So I don't know if we'll get the black suit or not. But yeah, it's it's interesting. It's like. It's I, it, apparently they did not plan for these reshoots. It, it's probably because what happened with you know Snyder's daughter and everything, but yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. You know, people will be like, I wonder if um, this scene is uh altered. You know, they'll be paying attention to his upper lip a lot, you know, I think. And uh, I don't know, I wonder if they're gonna like have to put like you know, with CG, you use a lot of like green screen and stuff. Maybe, maybe you don't have to all the time, probably, probably not, but. I wonder if they would like make his mustache green so they could easily take it out. And that to see any pictures of that would be entertaining. You know, it's like, you know, yeah. Superman's Irish or something. It's like, he's down to party, you know? Yeah. Give him a pint. But yeah, I don't know. I think that'd be kind of cool, but yeah, I would, uh, you know, we actually shared on our, our page, uh, you know, like a, a fan arts or uh, rendering and they put a mustache on him in that courtroom scene. And, um, uh batman v superman so it, he looked like freddie mercury to me in a superman outfit but yeah i don't know um they'll obviously fix the problem but it, it is a unique one that's for sure
2: it's kind of unique it's, it's, I've, I've never heard of an actor pulling the, doing this because you know the party plays he's got to have mustache mm-hmm. Right. And then he's coming into a movie where he can't have it. I mean, it's almost like if you shave it, the other studio should be able to give him a prosthetic mustache.
1: Yeah, I would think so. Or
2: bring or bring him into this movie and give him a beard, mustache and beard and straggly hair. I mean, I get it towards the end, mm-hmm. you know, I mean... Really, I think that they're going to reintroduce Superman. He has to be at the end, at, at the very end of the battle. You know, mm-hmm. they're not sure they can win, and all of a sudden he comes out of nowhere.
0: Right? Yeah.
2: Like he awakens out of his chamber and he throws down the final fight with the hair, the straggly beard, and the black suit. The black suits would absorbs so much.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, yeah, that's what he was. That that was the suit for healing. Right. And he and it had no cape. So, you know, he and then have him show up at the end. In the black suit, no cape, scraggly hair, beard, and throw down. And at the end of the, at the afterwards when it was all said, and then he turns to the guy, everyone in, smiles and and uh, Batman be like, yeah, I knew you weren't dead. <laughs> and
1: then they walked into a barbershop.
2: <laughs> yeah, or something, or however he shapes.
1: <laughs> yeah, it couldn't be ordinary blades. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah you would also think that Paramount would be like, okay, Let's halt production for two weeks and, you know, Henry can grow his mustache back in that time. He looks like he could anyway, so who knows? At least maybe enough stubble they could put extensions on it or something, (laughs) you know? Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. But um, uh, another development, and it's not 100%, but, you know, recently there's been rumors about Affleck not staying on as Batman because, you know, he's not really... Uh, involved in the new Batman movie, like he was going to direct it, he dropped out. He wrote a script, it got rejected. The director Matt Reeves is starting over again. He um, just had um, War for the Planet of the Apes come out. It's a big movie he did, and he did yeah. the previous one, which I think was Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah. So it's it's a good director, you know, and this could really be a great trilogy that um, he's planning.
2: I've heard that he's. That Affleck has done, he's not going to do anymore.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: The studio said that. And I've heard, I've heard, an Affleck be like, oh, "I never said that." Yeah, I've heard rumor that Jeffrey D. Morgan is going to be Batman. With which, if that's the case, that's the flashpoint of Batman.
1: Yeah, and that's where, the, uh, yeah, where
2: his where Bruce died mm-hmm. and his Thomas Wayne became Batman, and is a very brutal Batman using guns,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and yeah. his mother becomes the Joker. Right. And they come back once a year on the anniversary of Bruce's death to mourn together on the site. But right. that his mother is his mother makes the original or makes the standard joker look sane. Like she <laughs> is yeah. not. Yeah. And Batman, you know, his father is is absolutely Ruthless, really, but he uses guns because he doesn't have the, the the skills to fight.
1: Right, and he's a drinker, like, and he's got stubble, like he's he's gritty. I like that. That's cool. He
2: probably carries a flask on him.
1: Oh yeah, imagine his utility belt. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know that came from the Flash movie. is going to be a Flashpoint story, so that's where that news came from. Which I'm down for. The minute they cast Jeffrey Dean Morgan, you know, as uh, Thomas Wayne. I was like oh man get him in a suit like he would look awesome he he deserves to have that part and that you know i couldn't um could imagine that wasn't brought up at the discussion to, you know when he was you know signing on for the part as a possibility yeah. you know um but yeah uh last week affleck pretty much debunked the rumors of course a lot of people like it's kind of cryptic what he said so they weren't really sure but uh according to a source at warner brothers Again, it's a grain of salt, pretty much. Uh, Affleck has signed on for the Matt Reeves movies, and they will be a trilogy. And then they are going to set up Batman Beyond, which is another big, huge thing. You know, people have been wanting to see for a very long time.
2: Batman um, Beyond needs to be. They need to remember that it is a very dark. It's like the It's like the uh, Michael Keaton Batman. It's dark. It's gritty. The world is overrun with cyber cyberly cybernetically enhanced criminals Mm -hmm. or genetically enhanced criminals people who so everybody like people are uh, people are been crossed you know their genetics have been crossed with like a hyena Mm -hmm. and, and stuff like that so I, I think that that would be phenomenal.
1: Yeah, it'd be like it'd be like Blade Runner, Batman, pretty much, right? The whole universe, yeah, yeah that would that'd be really cool, especially with the, you know the new Blade Runner coming out. The visuals we're seeing, and that would be really unique. I mean, obviously not like a worn down world because Gotham is very futuristic and beyond. Yeah. The biggest question though is, you know, since they've they've changed the lore of Beyond quite a bit. Terry McGinnis was the original. Now it's <clears throat> isn't it now. Um, Damien Wayne, right? Yeah. Isn't that the new Beyond or is it Dick Grayson?
2: Um right now in the comics the new Robin is Damian Wayne. Okay. And Damian Wayne is uh he's a combination of Batman and uh Roger Wool. Uh he's very skilled in martial arts, although he does not have Batman's training. And he uh he's like he's got knuckles. Mm-hmm. Brass knuckles with spikes on them. <laughs> wow. And he wields a sword. Jeez. And he is much more blunt than his father. Like, uh, in the, the animated series, movies, like, 10 minutes after meeting everybody and the Titans, mm-hmm. he put a tracking chip on them.
1: <laughs>
2: Keeps track of them. And studied each and every one of them. Wow. Like, like... Yeah, and like in fact the latest one, the the Judas contract, uh, he gets captured by Deathstroke. And Deathstroke is tweeting for you know uh, you know, tweeting for him, or instant messaging for him, texting for him. And he's like, No, no, you're more of a dick. So <laughs> piss off you know, like piss off him on a mission. And to get like Nightwing and then buy it. They're like, Oh, it's just Damien. That would be interesting too to see to see him as the, you know, the
1: new Batman. <laughs> yeah, because from what I understood, the the new Batman Beyond is Damian Wayne. Of course, I haven't read any of this, but I think I've heard that. But I know there's also been talk. It could it be Dick Grayson. Like it's, I don't know. My whole thing is, I really wanted to stay with Terry McGinnis being Batman Beyond, but Just I could kid, see, yeah. I could see with this storyline, it might be more simple to have, uh. You know, Bruce's son be Batman Beyond, which to really get into it, they eventually tweaked Batman Beyond with Terry McGinnis being a um, DNA clone of Bruce Wayne. It's very it was a very complex thing. It definitely I don't think was set up from the start to be that way. But yeah, Damien's I'm sorry, Terry's father looked very different.
2: I think think the original story was that he's got Bruce's DNA because so Bruce could use his organs and blood oh, or something like that because Bruce is incredibly sick. I think that they should use keep, keep him, keep Terry
0: mm-hmm. and
2: make Damian Wayne another character.
0: Hmm. Yeah. I mean,
2: you know, Damian Wayne's going to probably be in his fifties during Batman beyond. So, you know, forties or fifties. So make him the next Nightwing, or make him mm-hmm. night terror or right. something fitting to his, the red hood, something more fitting to his, uh, personality.
1: Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. I, uh, I, I'm, I'm definitely down for a Batman beyond movie, but you know, with, with Affleck, I, I hope that they tell a lot of flashbacks or show us a lot of flashbacks of him and the other Robins, you know, uh, you could definitely yeah. de-age Affleck 10, 10 to 20 years, I think, you know, and pulled off pretty well. Um, you know, of course, by the end of the, um, trilogy, he'd be well into his fifties.
2: And he's playing the Batman. Has been doing it for 20, 25 years anyway. Right, so. I think
1: I think we want to see s- uh, snippets of that those twenty years. You know, since we're not going to get the movies unless they, you know, go back. But I think we've seen Batman's origins so much, but we haven't really seen great interactions with him and a Dick Grayson or you know any other characters. Batgirl. You know, um, I think that's something we could definitely see in flashbacks. I'd be happy with before we, yeah. you know, we're done with Affleck and we're moving on. So, we'll see. Like I said, this whole story is kind of, a, take it with a grain of salt. I don't know if it's 100%. I've only really found one source. So, we'll see. I, I, I'm I, down for it. I, I hope Affleck stays on. I think he's great. And uh, he's, uh, you know, he's already played Batman on screen more than anyone else. So, I mean, on the big screen, not not counting television with Adam West. Yeah. But, yeah, um, he's already surpassed that. So, it's uh, someone brought that to my attention. I was really shocked I didn't pick up on that before. But he said, uh, you know, other than Bale, you know, uh, the other Batmans just played it, like, once or twice. So, that's pretty unique. We're going to leave off here with a review on Castlevania. Is that right?
2: Yeah. So... Netflix made Castlevania into a anime. Um, they say that if it was popular enough they would actually go into Metroid. Um, they only give you four episodes. Each episode is between 20 and 25 minutes long. This this show is not kid-friendly, like <laughs> at all. Yeah. Um, like when Dracula's Horde attacks people, you watch and they're called goblins, but they look like giant-winged you know, skill or hairless dogs or something. Mm-hmm. Literally shows one slamming its claws through the back of some guy's head. Wow. Um, and it's claws coming out of his mouth. You see a kid laying on the ground cut in half. Mm. But uh the story is is it starts off in like fourteen forty five and this woman is walking to a field of skeletons on the pikes. And coming up to Dragon's Castle. Which Dragon's Castle is a combination of technology and magic. They can try to teleport anywhere. And she knocks and comes in, and she kind of talks down to Dracula. But tells him that she wants to be a doctor. And he makes a comment about being, uh, being a hill witch doctor. And she's like, no, none of that chicken blood you know, crap.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I
2: want real medicine. I've been told you can teach it. And she, she gets a little snarky with him, and he gets get a little snarky back. By the end of the conversation, he goes, all right, I'll teach you. He goes, right. And because she's telling him he should travel the world like a person. And he, he said, all right, I'll teach you. He goes, I might even grow to like you. So it cuts 30 years later, and you find out that they, they got married. Oh, wow. And she he and he did travel the world like a man, her on foot. And the Catholic Church captured her because she had beakers and vials. She was doing real medicine. And they burned her at the stake. Oh, and Dracula comes forth and says, "You know, when he finally gets there, she's dead." Tells the Catholic Church, "You have one year to make amends with your God and leave this country." He goes, "I'm going to wipe all faith, all traces of humanity out of this country."
0: <laughs>
2: so a year goes by. You meet Trevor Belmont, the last of the Belmonts. If you know anything about Castlevania, the Belmonts are the ones who fight Dracula. So they do, fight vampires and monsters. Oh, wow. So, uh, and he's, they've been exiled from church and stuff. And it just goes on from there. And, you know, Dracula unleashes his horde. And all four uh, episodes, only four that are out, lead up to the team that's going to go tackle Dracula. So, I won't spoil anything, um, but it's, yeah, it's really, really good.
1: Oh, Great because there was probably high hopes from your your point of view
2: um, they've stated that they're going to make uh, they're only going to do eight more episodes oh really so i think that i'm not sure if they're going to round it out with those eight or if they're going to do eight more and then wait to see how people react to them um, the whole show is very gritty it's very dark it's very. Um, it, it's, it does. I think what they've done is because Belmont, uh, Trevor talks about his grandfather has seen me inside Dracula's castle. And I don't remember if Trevor was the one from the Castlevania movie games or not. That one involved Belmont's, okay. not Dracula's son. Uh, but I think it's kind of a shout out to the first game because I think that's who it was, was his grandfather. Trevor's grandfather was in the first game. If you are a fan, I don't know. I, I think it did the, the game, just the game's justice. Although because he uses a whip and a sword, Trevor does. Um, mm-hmm. And it's it's funny. Uh, I, I think if you're a fan of the, the game, then you'll you'll like the movie. You just have to remember this is very gory.
1: So it's like a rated R so, animation. Yes, mm-hmm.
2: yes. Um, there's a scene where. Trevor is in a bar fight, and you guys keep kicking him in the groin. And he tells him, Yeah, there's four guys. They're blaming everything on the Belmonts, which the Belmonts have been exiled from the church and their disciplinary they're gone. No one knows where they're at. He's the last. And they keep kicking him in the groin. He's like, Stop kicking me in the nuts. <laughs> and eventually he wins the fight. Well, then he gets in a fight with a vampire. And then during the fight, he kicks the vampire in the groin. And the vampire stands here, looks at him, and goes, this is not a bar fight. Be civil. <laughs> it has no effect. It has no effect on the vampire. So, it, I and mean, it's got some humorous points in it, but Trevor's an asshole <laughs> and he's a drunk. Yeah. he is, He's the last of his kind. These people turn their back on his family. And now they want his help. And he's like, he just kind of like, you can go, he can kiss my butt. Yeah. And eventually he gets his mind changed, but it's, it's brutal. Yeah. Incredibly brutal. But uh, if you're okay with that kind of thing, I would recommend
1: it. Sure. Well, that's good. That's good. And you said that they're only going to have how many episodes left?
2: Uh, they're they're going to only add eight more. And I don't know if the eight will round off the show or if it will just be at the end of that, that uh, season. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it's... Does well enough, they're going to do Metroid. Cool. Which, once again, Met- Metroid will be another gritty and brutal Metroid right. they could do, go for a little while because there's several mini bosses throughout that show.
1: Right. Well, that's great. Yeah. So Net- Netflix, as usual, is uh, kicking some ass. So that's good.
2: <laughs> uh, Netflix is, I mean, they're bringing everything. Yeah. They're coming out with stuff left and right, movies, and series. and So Netflix is becoming. A true contender with not just the, the TV mm-hmm. stations, but with uh, Hollywood.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, that's very very unique. I mean, this is this is the future, I think. And they, um, you know, they plan to have maybe eighty percent eventually be original content on their, um, you know, with their service. So I mean that's quite something. So yeah. Of course, you know, you have all the uh, other things you can watch, but yeah, that's that's very unique. Uh, you know, Amazon's getting into that too and I think Hulu and you know, a lot of people are attempting it, but yeah, Netflix has definitely I think led the way in all that.
2: I, I think I think Hulu is more uh series.
1: Yeah.
2: TV series, but Amazon's with yeah, Amazon's doing starting to do that stuff too.
1: Right. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, It's it's great. Yeah, it's great. We have uh, those, uh, those outlets, you know, um, you get to see a lot more, more content, you know, rather than Castlevania trying to make it on to Cartoon Network or whatnot, yeah. you know, very, very corporate and, uh, strict. So that's that's neat that people, uh, have that and hopefully they can enjoy it. As usual, uh, thanks a lot for being on Dave and, uh, We'll have you on in the future again, of course. We'll be back next week. I'm Josh.
0: All
2: right.
1: I'm David. Take care.